Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today we are joined once again by the host of Champagne Sharks, T. Thank you so much for coming on. Ah, oh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. So I just want to say, um, last time we had T on, uh, Jack was not allowed on the show. Um, because right. we were talking thank about you. Black Panther. Thank you for allowing me this time, by the way. <laughs> yes, we, I, I, I was very gracious because even though we are talking about black topic, I still, mm-hmm. you know, allow. I was gracious enough to allow Jack on the show because today we are talking about Mr. Dal Glover, Childish Gambino himself, the man of the hour, the man that everyone, everyone is finally realizing how talented he is, how brilliant he is, how creative he is how great he is you know and everybody's just on board with you know that wonderful music video this is america his snl performance he's in solo like everybody hold on one second uh so i i just got word from twitter that donald glover yeah he's he's canceled now oh okay he he has been canceled Um, oh my god I have to redo all my takes for this episode. Shit. This uh, is fucked. T, you got any idea? What should we do in this situation? Like, I mean, like, he has, oh, he has been canceled before um, many, many times and he keeps coming back. So maybe if we wait long enough, he'll be um, uncanceled. But um, if he yeah, gets an we, award, they might, they might, uh, they might uncancel him again because well, they, they love to bask in that reflected glory, that whole. Hashtag Black Excellence crowd. So you know, uh, uh, if, if, if he does some good, because he got uncanceled last time when he made um solo, because they were so happy that sure, yeah, you know, there's gonna be some representation. So I think it's what it has finally to be. A, a Black Lando Calrissian. <laughs> yeah, in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Martin Luther King's dream happened. And, yeah, know, everybody so, was happy. Uh, so how about this? We so just how about, go, how about this? Why don't we, we? Why don't we just record the episode? Yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah our opinions as we actually have them and we'll just hold it until until the coast is clear okay yes. uh, uh, as, as soon as everyone's okay with him again we'll slip it in really quickly and then uh, uh, and get it out right then okay all right that sounds good for me T that, that's cool with you yeah yeah sounds good all right cool cool all right so Donald Glover you know it's it's funny I almost feel like I know Donald Glover because the first time I saw him it was like when I was in college and he was still in college too. So like I feel like any artist I discover like around that same time, like I know them personally for some reason. I first saw him in this video, which was really funny at the time, which of course is now very problematic. Oh, I know and, exactly yes. what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's a comedy <laughs> video called Bro Rape. Um, sure. And this is exactly what you're thinking about. Um, it's like a college humor style like video this was like before youtube i believe like you had to like go to their specific website to watch it or wherever well you know they they were on the forefront of it i will say that they were some of the first people to be doing it but it's from this era when like frat bros were the only thing being talked about in comedy and so uh uh it's it's pretty much that it's of that time uh it's a lot of bro humor and uh uh with it with a little sprinkle of rape humor um it's very 2008. Uh, it's very problematic today, but at the time I did find it very funny. Yes, in two, uh, 2006, actually. Uh, okay. At the time I found it um, hilarious, um, but it's very problematic. Now, T Hat, you, you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to get in trouble for this, but I still kind of find it funny. <laughs> well, no, T, you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You, Do you want to take that again? <laughs> 
We're doing kayfabe here. <laughs> we can't possibly think that, you know, problematic humor is funny. Speaking of, HowNotToReap.com has their first video up. Make sure to go check yeah. that out. Kendall Mayhew. That is also a very, very funny um, video. It's yeah. so good. It's so, it's so yeah. good. We'll we'll add the link here. Don't don't watch Bro Rick. That's still prob- problematic. Don't don't watch that. Yeah, Isn't yeah, it? it is problematic. Watch I, both I, I, back I, to back. Yeah, you know what? In a couple of minutes, as I said it, I've seen the light, and yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's bad. It's bad now. But you know, I saw him, and there's a few like famous people in it now. What uh, Monahan? Bobby, yeah, Bobby Monahan. Sure. Bobby, yeah, like it, that kind of makes me. Well, that's I, like a like I I can you know, a, this is like an early like UCB video is what it was. Those are all like that's what that's an interesting part of like you know uh, uh, Leslie, you said that you feel like you know Donald Glover because you know uh, he was sort of coming up when you were in college. I feel like I know Donald Glover because I also did like UCB bullshit and I like know all the people that Donald Glover knows. <laughs> I I know everyone in Donald Glover's life who is massively jealous of him. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like I too know him in that same way. So so uh, I, I so why are they so jealous of him? Like cuz I feel like when you look at his career, like he really had to like work harder than he probably should have over time, considering how like talented he was. Like, there's a lot of you know funny people in that video, but I think he's probably. I remember him being the funniest one in it, obviously. And you know, from that, from there, he went on to like instead of you know being in front of the camera, he was behind it for some reason. Like he was a writer for. Um, what was it, 30 Rock, Daily Show, all this other stuff. And like you he he's he looks like a guy who should be in front of the camera, but he was, mm-hmm. you know, put in the same like flesh pit um that you were, Jack, as a comedy writer. <laughs> yeah. Uh um Donald uh, is not one of us. Donald shouldn't be <laughs> Donald shouldn't be in those windowless rooms with the rest of us uh who don't deserve to see the sun every day. Uh, uh, <laughs> but when you ask if you're asking me to get back to the court, the start of your question is like, why are you, why are UCB people jealous of Donald Glover if his career has taken this long to take off? Uh, it's because his career is a meteoric success compared to 99% of the people <laughs> over there. Um, so like, you know, even if you think he's not successful, like, whoa, boy, you haven't spent enough time around improv comedy. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh what about Jordan Peele? God, no, Jordan Peele, his, uh, pedigree was, uh, improv and. Yep. And and that stuff. Do people have the same kind of hatred of his meteoric success, or oh, they does, have it seem, to. does it seem more I, earned I, somehow? I, I don't think. First of all, I don't think people have hatred for Donald Glover. I think people like in UCB. First of all, like like to take anyone who's successful is a badge of pride for people at UCB. I think that like the people that maybe were around him, and I shouldn't even talk shit. Like the people that like were on Derek and stuff are all successful in their own right. Like they're not you know, hyper successful, uh, uh, hip hop musicians or anything like that. But, uh, um, you know, uh, so I, I think that people at UCB with both of these guys, like, you know, take, take their success as a like vindication that all of UCB is good or something like that. But that's a whole separate weird psychological see, thing about I UCB. Don't, I don't know if I believe that because it's not because with Pill and, um, and Glover, both of them have succeeded like outside of the sphere that like sure. a comedian should succeed. Like Jordan Peele is taken seriously 
extremely seriously as a director. He was nominated. He was nominated for a couple of Oscars his first attempt, yeah. and he's not even like a film school guy. So yeah, yeah, and then impressive. and then Don Glover, like his music in the same movie is like this breakout smash hit, as like. I don't know. There's too many UCB people who even have that level of aspiration. Like they've broken completely yeah. out of the orbit. It's yeah. like it's like with The Rock, right? Like you know, it, like all these wrestlers. You have all these wrestlers vying to be at the top of the WWE, and The Rock gets to the top of the WWE and like sees like another mountain peak, and he goes and climbs that. And like all these wrestlers who spend their entire lives like killing themselves, fighting themselves, fighting with each other to like get to the top of this one mountain and then they see the rock just kind of seemingly easily climb this other mountain <laughs> like you have to feel like some kind of way about it like so yeah and, you know, some re- wrestlers I, I guess i will acknowledge that uh um yeah that 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 hurts i suppose <laughs> yeah. i guess now that you put it that way uh, uh i can put myself in that perspective and realize that yes uh, uh i did climb that mountain and i do see things being accomplished by people that i will never accomplish so thank you leslie <laughs> <laughs> just that's what i'm here for you know just to give that black perspective uh, of it. Uh, <laughs> so do, back to Donald Glover, right? Yeah. So he he does these skits. He becomes this writer, and then he gets on a. Sh- so he's he's a black guy, right? He's he he's a black guy, but he moves in. The, he gets like what a white like comedian would get. Like he gets you know plucked up out of when he's like twenty. To 23 and he's writing for like 30 rock and shit like amazing like um, amazing opportunity for him like uh he has a line in one of his songs where he talks about how tina fey like like this <laughs> it, it's so funny because it's like in the mix of this album he's a very like lil wayne style rapper so imagine lil wayne just out of the blue talking about like amy poehler or something <laughs> like that so he has a line praising tina fey for you know uh shaking his hand and saying i might help you and like from that day i knew i would never be broke because tina fey has seen my talent and plucked me up (laughs) and so so, sometime after that you know maybe somebody figures out that hey this is actually a kind of a handsome funny charismatic guy maybe he shouldn't just be writing jokes for like kenneth on 30 rock and so he ends up being on community which white people love love the shit out of the community uh t have you ever watched community I not only watched Community, I found it after it was um, all over, basically, except for like the, there's like maybe, well, I say all over because there's like one or two seasons after, but nobody really watched those seasons. But oh, um, the web series seasons, you didn't, what, you don't count? Yahoo.com. <laughs> yeah, 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 Yahoo yeah. Community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The web series seasons. Like I watched the show, but it was on like a marathon and it was on like all sure. the time. So like uh, when I was moving, I would just have it on while I um, was unpacking. I was painting the apartment and all this stuff. So I would just leave it on in the background. It was like a marathon, and then I just kept watching it and watching it. And it's weird. It's a very watchable. Sh- it's a very watchable show. It's not normally even really my type of humor, but something where the show was like a very, very, very watchable to me. Like I could see why people, and I usually don't like like those type of NBC shows. Like I don't really like the office. I don't really <laughs> like parks and rec. I mean, and, and not that I can't see how they're funny. I'm just, it's not really my kind of humor, but um, part of the reason why I liked the show too was that, again, something about him made me laugh. I can't explain it. 
he um it's it interesting too when you watch the show in a marathon they kind of have him on to go from one type of black trope to another like he starts off mm-hmm. as kind of like a football kind of uh alpha male guy and yeah, he's kind of yeah. gruff and i guess he realized it didn't work so then they just totally yeah. emasculated him and made him like a eunuch and like asexual which are like two things yeah, that it, to kind of do this, to black it is guys this weird it is this yeah. weird thing of like they just don't like it shows how little hollywood is able to write for black people it's <laughs> yeah. kind of what it feels like it's like either of course he's like an alpha male football player or a totally castrated dorky eunuch uh there's no yeah 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 exactly he's got to be a buck or he's got to be a, a eunuch but you know yeah <laughs> well he could uh, he could have been a jesus obsessed uh woman of many children whose uh husband left there recently but uh sure <laughs> sure the, the other black character on the show another type sure but, but jack as you are mandated to do as a white man, especially a white writer, <laughs> how many times have you watched all of Community? I don't love Community. I don't. I don't love Community. The first season of Community was like okay for me, um, but I, I think that that show, I I I, I, I like kind of don't like the tone of that show, and mm. I think that it like got a little too precious about like drawing attention to the fact that it's written. Uh, yeah, it yeah. Like I would call it a tweet. Ever... It's, it's, yeah, it's very tweet yeah. too. It's like a little annoying the way how much like the writers of that show, and I would specifically like call out Dan Harmon, uh, uh, wanted to like make their writing noticeable. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, I think that show got yeah, very distracted yeah, it by doing those themed episodes. Yeah, it was a harbinger for uh, Rick and Morty too, because Community I mean, yeah. was very much about making you feel smart for yes. getting it or liking it and then they which by the turn way that I, they, quality up to like 20 for um rick and morty so I, this is another thing and i think that, that kind of like really was started by arrested development is i think like the first like very popular show for people who want to remember every single moment that's ever happened in the show and i would say about that that i'm like i don't think it makes you like smart to like obsessively remember every minute of a television show. You know what I mean? Like I don't really yeah. like I don't think that makes you like into some kind of genius. So I'm I'm not like a huge community fan, although like I, I did think Donald Glover was funny on it. Um I don't know. I it's just it's one of those shows uh that the there was like a, a rabid fan base who thought who like thought that the people who made it were geniuses, and then the people who made it were like, actually, maybe they maybe they're right. Actually, we are geniuses. <laughs> My wife has watched the show, so I've seen. The, that means I have seen the show, and um, I just it's okay. Like some of the episodes are funny, some of the jokes are funny, but like it, it does this one thing that I think separates like a good sitcom from a bad one, and it's always it's this one thing. And it's whether you acknowledge that all the characters who spend the entire episode lying to each other and screwing over each other are bad people at the end of the episode. And community always chooses, no, we're actually good people and we're all still friends. (laughs) Like, no matter what fucked up things they do to each other or to other people, they're always the ones, they're still, like, good people, right? And if you're, whenever any show that, like embraces that lie like i ultimately can't get down with that's why i like you know it's always selling in philadelphia or even like blackish even blackish like has basically admits that like all the characters are pieces of shit in some respect or another but community doesn't which is which i found really strange because there were so many others it's like it's competition 
right. got this, but it didn't like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's probably like its closest like comparison. And it's like that, but the, it's always sunny is so much funnier because it it admits how depraved the characters right. are and like lets the humor go go where it goes because they can only get so depraved on community because at the end of the day they still have to you know be good people walk it and, back yeah yeah and right. be friends. I, I think that that. I think that kind of ultimately speaks to like my problem with the show, which is that like the characters just don't work as characters. Like I don't have like a hard and fast rule against like people can't be thought of as good people in comedy shows, but I think the problem in community is that it's just not earned. It just feels like a plot beat at the end of a television show. And it's not like a, you know, we actually feel this way about these characters. It just feels perfunctory in that show. One one funny thing I do want to mention is that so when the show started, it was supposed to be Gillian Gillian Jacobs and Joe McHale were supposed to be a couple, and then Don Glover and Allison Brie was supposed to be a couple. It's like you got the pretty blonde one with the uh, with uh, Gillian Jacobs, um, and then you have <laughs> Don, Don Glover with the you know nerdy white chick um, Allison Brie. But they realized that neither of these couples had any real chemistry whatsoever. Right. Whatever. And so like they swapped. So, and sometimes it. you can figure that out through the casting process. But oh well. And so they swapped and had uh, Glover and Jacobs together for a minute but like there's this really weird episode where they break up and it just it felt so racist to me the way they ended up breaking up because Troy and Abed pretend to do a Freaky Friday where they switch and so Donald Glover then does all the you know the ticky you know weird uh, stuff that Danny Pudi does and pretends like you know he's in his body in order to break up with Gillian, uh, Gillian Jacobs because reasons basically like there's no yeah, it made no it made no sense it, I, I remember that episode yeah it was just like oh uh, we can't have uh, interracial couple yet it's only like <laughs> it's o- it's only 2012 we can't have them we can't we, we can't allow this on uh, TV yet um so yeah I, I, I that's just my one note about the show like and his character I do want to say like Troy and Albert were really cool really fun character they were, they were they were funny they were like a really good part of the show but I I could see how like six seasons in it could wear a little thin all right so you we, we we talked a little bit about his comedic acting but Don Glover around this time also you know did a bit of stand up and did, have you guys seen it. I watched some clips. Yeah, the, yeah. The clips it, that people are mad about. It's okay. Uh, like I don't y- think. It's- yeah, I watched the whole stand up uh, today back to get uh, to refresh myself for the show. Yeah, it's it's okay, especially for the era. It is what it is. Yeah, like I actually it, I actually saw him perform a uh, do his stand up uh, live one time at Fun 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 Fest in Austin, which everybody should go to. And it like it wasn't like the funniest thing I've ever seen, but like I laughed a lot. Like the audience sure. seemed to enjoy it. Like it's not his like I don't think he ever needs to do stand up again. <laughs> I don't think he should. Yeah. But like yeah. I like props to him for, you know, going out there and you know and I've making it it feels like and I've seen I, I kind of like admire him for like being willing to figure out what his voice is. And I'm like, I watch that stand up and I'm like, this is like somebody who as a comedian and I guess ultimately an artist is like trying to figure out the thing that they're best at. And frankly, to be honest with you, like if you're coming up in comedy and you're doing stuff at UCB and someone like offers you the opportunity to do stand up, whether or not that's something you're passionate about, you're just going to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's what it kind of gave me the sense of when I watched it is like, oh, this is like a guy trying to figure out what to do and also someone offered him a stand-up show 
And honestly, it was watchable. Like, and there were yeah, parts where, 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 parts where I genuinely laughed. Like, I laughed at it more than I laughed at anything in the Two Dope Queens thing. Like, that was just <laughs> literally like painful. And it was, Two Dope Queens was like an hour, and I had to watch it over two days. Um, I had to watch one half hour. And you know, it's really bad too. Have you guys seen Marlon Wayne stand up? Uh, no. Especially he recently did Marlon Wayne's is... no no oh it's so bad like like I first saw Weirdo very recently and I saw it after watching Marlon Wayne's recent stand up and that might be causing an inflation going on <laughs> I, I had a day of watching stand up so I watched like um, Marlon Wayne's um, Dave Chappelle's some of his specials. I watched uh, mm-hmm. the new Chris Rock one, and I watched uh, Donald Glover. I was just watching a bunch of uh, black male comedy in one day because the autoplay keeps uh, suggesting similar <laughs> stuff. So I think because I watched uh, Martin Wayne, it gave a bunch of other uh, male black ones, and I just kept uh, watching through. And yeah, now Martin Wayne's one was bad. Like, that thing was so bad, I searched his name and the name of the special on Twitter to see who liked it, just to preemptively block them. Like, I, I don't want to ever, even by chance, interact with you. Like, that's you know, your block list. Like, all these yeah, Clinton yeah, yeah. people have. Like, that's your block list. Is Marlon Wayne's based. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if someone said Wokish was the... The special called Wokish. Like, Marlon Wayne's Wokish was the funniest shit I've seen in my life. And, like, five, five laughing emojis. I was like, okay, block. I don't. I have no reason to ever talk to you. <laughs> Wait, so Marlon, oh, I'm just Googling Marlon Wayans during the show I'm recording, and he has his own TV show like, called Marlon uh, on NBC. Yeah, he really Wait, reached what? for the title. On NBC? Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. He has an NBC show. It's it's coming to, it's on season two now. It apparently has been renewed for season three. Like, what? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like there's like like I get like put in a different universe, yeah. and I'm like I, I like when I look up pop culture stuff, I'm like, how is all this happening that I don't ever ever know about it? Like I work like there's just too much, I guess. Marlin season two up in your screens Thursday, June fourteenth on NBC. How is this? I think it's possible? one of those shows. I think it's one of those shows that's always a mid season. Like I think it debuted yeah. as a mid season replacement, but then. For some reason, like usually when shows debut as a mid-season replacement, if they do well and get renewed, they come back as a false oh, show. But yeah. this one, this one, I think, has been mid-season twice. So I think that's kind of how it keeps going underneath the radar. Like it keeps uh, debuting, uh, yeah, in the off time. That's I could be so wrong. F- they were doing but, that. They did that to. Uh, they did that to. Uh, Gerard Carmichael too, so maybe yeah, that's just yeah, their new, their new thing with black sitcoms on NBC. Maybe yeah, because because yeah, yeah, Gerard Carmichael. You're right. M- multiple seasons was always mid season. I didn't know he had a show either. <laughs> wow, right. it's pretty good actually. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Next thing we got to talk about is, of course, Childish Gambino. Um, sure. That which apparently Don Glover got from the Wu Tang name generator. That's been the internet rumor for like 10 years. I don't know if it's actually true, but it, 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 uh, it feels true. It feels true. So I'm going to believe it. And I want, and his early stuff is, is, it was really interesting because what he would do is he would, because first interesting thing is he could actually rap. Like he actually had like a flow. He had lyrics that were, you know, good in that, that Lil Wayne style where you're constantly making puns and references and stuff like that. Like he, he had that shit like down pat as much as anyone else besides Lil Wayne. And but what he would do is he would take like 
indie hipster tunes from that era and just rap over them like not even the instrumental like the full like song he would rap over you remember around like 2008 like there were like 10 bands who had the name had the word bear in their name like he would rap over all of them and like put out eps (laughs) and shit and do it like for free like he wouldn't sell it it would just be like the the internet uh in their thing like the pre-soundcloud rapper and like he was actually like really good so it was really surprising because this this is a guy who you know is on tv pretty okay at comedy pretty doing his own stand-up and now he's doing music and then and it's actually you know pretty good for what it is and a little bit different and so that what really made me kind of look up and say hmm maybe i'm maybe i am a donald glover fan maybe i'm maybe i'm gonna you know buy some stocks in this uh donald glover guy because (laughs) he can do a lot of shit and do it well because there's a lot of people who can do a lot of stuff and you do it all like slightly below average you know but he <laughs> does he does like i hate when people get credit for doing like four or five things and you do them all like badly yeah. i'm like doing it badly <laughs> still doing it badly even if you're doing five things badly but yeah he like for example um i used to hate with uh remember that time when that new metal was happening and the big shtick was oh they're doing metal and rap i'm like yeah but they can't do either well like why do i want to listen to limp biscuit but yeah <laughs> yeah he, he does all the things well so, uh, so yeah, how- Donald Glover's an impressive person. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, I was surprised. I was I was surprised by Childish Gambino in a way that I was then. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, uh, also surprised by Atlanta, where like I kind of thought it was going to be like goofy rap, to be honest with you. And I was surprised by how like legitimately good it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes a he says a couple songs and like I don't want to do comedy rap, and yeah, he talks about it in the songs like the only people who are good at comedy rap are. Um, what do they call Little Planet? Um, the Lonely Island? Lonely Island, yeah, Lonely Island. He says they're the only ones that good comedy rap. Like, he took rap uh, seriously. Now, I know most of these raps were probably written, like, in between scenes with um, um, Charlie Chase uh, saying something <laughs> racist, but he you took... Mean Chevy Chase? Chevy or? Chase, yeah, Chevy Chase. I, I, I had a meeting once with uh, Chevy Chase when I worked at Funny or Die, where he, in front of a room full of, like, 15 people, referred to the uh, uh, the lady on Community as a fat negress, oh, which wow. was pretty crazy. yeah. I guess you, he just slid into that old man like he like he is the character that he plays. Like then he get yep. he got fired because you know I was on his side for a little bit because I realized because he got like fired or in trouble on the show because he got mad at how racist Pierce was becoming and he said, "What are you going to make me do do next? Say say nigger." And he didn't say the n word. He just he said actually said nigger. And the reaction yeah. was, of course, oh my god, he said the n word instead of like. Oh, he's mad that his character is being, you know, super racist. But of course, but he actually is uh, super racist he too. Is. Apparently, and, so. and, and, but something that's funny too was that uh, in the New Yorker article about Donald Glover, they said that um, he had a lot of problems with um, Chevy Chase kind of saying racist things to him, and he had to let it like roll off his back and whatever. So that's also kind of funny too that. He the content of what he was actually saying when it was racist was something everyone was willing to forget forgive because he wasn't saying nigger, but once he mm-hmm. says the word nigger, but it's not with a racist content, yeah. that becomes yeah. a problem. <laughs> like, like it's, it's very very weird. The, like, the he racist actually doing... feelings are okay, but the racist he, words are not. Yeah, yeah, that's very bizarre. <laughs> and so childish Gambino, he 
it took it took him a while. I feel like you know to really because he never really got any respect in like the rap game. I feel like even though I thought he was as good as anybody else, he had a couple things going. Like he couldn't legally sell a lot of his early tracks because he was just rapping over like other bands, so he couldn't sell it. And but but by the time he get puts out his first, you know real album um which was camp and it it like it kind of took off a little bit like like if I, I felt i like i don't know what the numbers were but it seemed like it kind it was kind of big especially like bonfire seemed like it was a pretty big uh hit for him and what made what made me stand stood out for me about like bonfire like it was a good song, very good song, very hot beat, uh, similar to Freaks and Geeks, which was a, another song he put out. Was the video? It, like the video is like really like good. It's like it's yeah, better it than it needed to be, mm-hmm. especially in the era where like nobody's making like actual music videos anymore. Like there's actually a story. Like it looks good. It lo- it's filmed well. Like there's a little twist at the end that's really kind of dark and fucked up. And I've noticed that like basically all of Don Glover's music videos are like that. Like no matter how happy the song is, how poppy the song is, how, you know, boisterous uh, hip hop the song is, he always has like a story with a fucked up ending in all the, uh, in all the videos. There's the, the love song he does where at the end he ends up being like the thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. There's the uh, other uh, love song, uh, Sober, which is just like, he like there's he's sitting in a cafe and he's this strung out junkie and this pretty girl comes in and comes up and starts trying to talk to her, dance with her, and and eventually she dances with him a little bit and then she gets her food, leaves, and he just sits back down um, and is like and he just looks like just this sad pathetic um, person that we've all you know seen and some some of us have been at times and so like there's always this dark edge to like he always cares about the visuals for his music and there's always like this really like dark undercurrent to all these visuals like i i, find, I just find that very impressive um overall and it makes you it makes you see why he would get uh annoyed with that twee tone to community and why you know it would drive him crazy after a while because yeah. it's a very different sensibility than uh community which is afraid to really go or at least stay anywhere dark i can't i i don't i as someone who worked on a network television show i don't know how anyone could work for a network television <laughs> show for more than a couple of years uh so i can understand it too it's like uh I, I i don't think he was maybe the best fit over there and and also i feel like he like was just like stuck doing it for for such a significant period of time it, it actually is like surprising to me because like like when I saw like how talented he was with you know Childish Gambito and like he's still doing Community like of all TV shows like I it just it seemed it's like I was just watching West my wife was just watching Westworld and like two of the actors were on I was I asked her I didn't know it was Westworld I asked her oh what movie is this because it was like who who are the people in there like it's like it's all like movie stars Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright and some other people like it's all movie stars so I assume like oh this is some new movie and she's like oh no it's Westworld I'm like what like that doesn't make sense to me um uh, when yeah, I, it's a new it's a new normal you guys now know Jeffrey I, Wright owns a gold mine yes you know that? in Africa yeah it's very strange <laughs> oh I didn't know that. <laughs> It, what a crazy story. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
he he's still in community but then like he has his like real breakout like year which was like was it was it last year was it it was 2016 right where he puts out uh, awaken my love which is like he completely changes his sound from you know because well i wouldn't say completely because there were hints of this on his previous work but he goes like almost entirely away from rapping into like this soulful singing where he sounds he sounds like macy gray um for the most for the most part uh on this album especially on Redbone, and like he puts out this completely like different thing and he's all often talked about how he produces a lot of his tracks and stuff like that and it's just it was just this really you know overall pretty good album that was very different from what he'd done before and that's when very funky very funky album and people like paid attention to him again like and kind of took him seriously as a musical artist and like i i I, and because it was such a you know shift from what he had done before and it was just really really good too yeah, this is kind of rap that uh, I feel like is the child of uh, Eminem. And I feel like he, in that article that I was reading about him from the, the Guardian, he mentioned Eminem as one of his influences. And it's the same with like uh, Lil Wayne, with um, Tyler the Creator, and and with him, where it's kind of this, you know, the whole Wolfgang, Odd, Odd Futures uh, group, like, this is kind of quirkiness to it, but a darkness like at the same time, but full of lots and lots of punchlines, like very punchline concentrated. And he seemed to be kind of in that camp, but you know, more toward like you know, if, if Lil Wayne was doing that type of Eminem style mixed with like uh, Louisiana gangster stuff, and Tyre the Creator was doing like an LA based version of it, he seemed to be doing kind of like a, a black nerd version of that yeah i think you know it was very easy to get lost in the mix with that crowd of guys like those black guys who like you know talk about skating and talk about supreme or you know you know he's getting lost and i think that awaken my love was really leading into that black tradition which you know it it wasn't that type of eminem um you know mix of black and white but it was Kind of like pure soul, I, I would call yeah, it. That's unadulterated soul. Pure soul. That is funny. So what, what you hit on is like, you know, he, so at the same time, like Don Glover is kind of doing this thing and he would talk about in, in his songs, like, you know, I did grow up black, but I, but I was very nerdy. I was picked on. I was fat. So, and he would say, and he would make self-deprecating jokes like, I, I'm not cool enough to hang out with Lil Wayne, stuff like that. And then, like, Lil Wayne started talking about skateboards and shit. And so it was like, well, then where can Donald Glover go? Like, there's no space for Childish Gambino <laughs> when fucking, when all the rappers started becoming nerds, too. You know, Kanye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and Tyler, the creator, started saying stuff. Tyler, the creator, started saying, I was too white for the black kids and too black for the white kids. So, like, you know, he, they're taking, everyone's taking that kind of lane. So he kind of had to break out of it. Yeah, yeah. So he 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 broke out of it big time with "Waking My Love," and um, like got a, like did he did he win the Grammy for? It? I think he uh, yeah he 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 certainly he got nominated for um Grammy and and Redbone won a Grammy and like I it's just like you see this guy who's like doing this like you know silly sitcom and like a year later like he's winning grammys for this brilliant album that everybody falls in love with and it's like okay now he's it's finally you know his time and then you think you know that's enough and then he goes 
and this motherfucker goes and does Atlanta. Atlanta. Sure. And everybody loses their fucking minds for this show. Like, I actually avoided watching it for a little bit because I didn't want to be disappointed by it because <laughs> everyone is just talking about how great it is like all the time and i i I didn't want and i didn't want to start it because i i feel like you know i really like donald glover i really have liked almost everything he's done i don't want to watch this and be like all right he's fucking whack actually um i think atlanta is great actually and i would i'm sorry go ahead no, I was gonna say when did donald glover leave uh community i think there was a couple of years of just grinding doing music between community and awaken my love no yeah he i think he left community early but like like he did like a half season on the yeah he only appeared yeah. in five episodes of the fifth season um and then so he was done with that in like 2013 for the most part i guess oh yeah and then he put he also put out uh because the internet which i didn't mention because uh i i thought it was okay um uh, but heart yeah, Heart yeah, so- heartbeat was a big song though Okay, yeah, because yeah, you said like a year later, and I don't want people to think it was that overnight. Like I think yeah. it was four years of just music, yeah, and nothing else. Yeah, and he did a lot of touring. I saw him. I saw him perform live too, and it was really good, really, really excellent. Um, but yeah, oh, actually, no, I, I got it backwards because the internet's really good. Cap is just kind of okay because the internet is where you start seeing the um, seeds of uh, "Awaken My Love," where it gets more funky and a little bit looser with how the songs flow together and produce. Like he does this thing that ta- like Taylor Swift tries to do where like a song has like four four or five different songs put together, like that little parts mashed up together. But like in Child when Childish Gambino does it, it's actually done with thought and it's good and it's made by one producer. When Taylor Swift does it, it's because she has thirty producers on one song. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, like because the internet really also a really um, good album, a couple of hits on on there. Well, it three thousand five I think was the um, biggest song, and Telegraph Avenue that was a really good song as well. And then so after that, all that he he does, you know, Atlanta, and I finally you know got around to watching some of it, and it's really really good. Like I'm shocked by like how fun it how funny it is how dark it is how real it feels like it's something that you know it it feels like like i i know this is so overused especially by the blavity crowd but like it's too almost too black for tv right like it's it's like it's one of those black. it's like it's like a pre-obama black show right like there was a few years like after obama one where if you're gonna be a black show then like the blackest you can be is blackish um literally where where it has to be aspirational um where the blacks have to be you know all educated and perfect and And, and very respectability politics very respectable upwardly mobile and like this show is just about a bunch of poor black people who like his mama won't let him in the house right like who who hasn't like if you if you if you black if you a certain type of black you've dealt with that and someone in your family has dealt with that you know he's he's on he has his you know he actually says you know like the relationship in the show where he's with his um he he, he, he's 
his baby mama for lack of a better term i don't know if you can still say that anymore but his yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you can yeah his baby mama is like yeah he she's his baby mama they sleep together sometimes he stays with her sometimes but they're not together together they're just there's still that connection there and that love there and that child there but at the end of the day they're not really in a relationship and he says he he had that he wanted that relationship in the show because that was like a lot the relationships he saw a lot of the time in his own life so it felt very real like the second episode takes place in like a county lockup and like entirely like uh, uh like that is just something that you don't really is a presentation of blackness that you don't really see and a lot of people don't want shown actually yeah, I mean, my takeaway for from Atlanta for when I when it was coming out, and this is uh, uh, is that I really anticipated that Atlanta was going to be another one of these like, you know, these shows like Louie and Marin and uh, uh, these kind of like just not these like, and also I would even say like Master of None, which I'm not a huge Master of None fan. Uh, uh, these kind of like <coughs> not funny shows that are put out as comedies that get um. A ton of critical acclaim because of how not funny they are. Uh, but I was going to say with Atlanta, I was surprised by how super funny it is. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, how much like, you know, he actually is keeping like a lot of uh, humor in that show, uh, uh, despite it also being, you know, uh, 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 you know, not just like a straight up NBC style comedy. Yeah, it's it's an interesting um, thing that you mentioned about uh, respectability and. Obama, because one of the things that's interesting I, I saw today was uh, I was reading an Issa Rae interview, and it had to do with um, it had to do with her show and if she was going to get uh, political. And one of the things that she said in it was how she didn't want to talk about Trump or do anything like that because um, it's really about making an Obama era show. She wants to live in that era and make people remember uh-huh. the Obama days. And it was just the most, that's respe- healthy. Yeah. It was the most respectability policy. Like it's so different than what Donald Glover talks about with his interviews. And like, she pretty much has nothing really to say except um, that. Hey, and she says it a lot in her interviews. Like I want to show that black people aren't just poor. Like, and it's like, Okay, but you have to have more to say than that because yeah. that's been done before. There's been plenty of shows that have shown that um, black people aren't poor. Like, like, like you know, you're, <laughs> you fighting know? A, you're fighting a battle that's been. You know what? Actually, um, I would like shows that show that black people are poor and need yeah, sure. help. I would prefer um, that actually, to be uh, honest with you, as a black person from uh, seven oh eight oh five, which was called by the BBC the worst zip code in the country i think in the world they said made possibly but yeah wow. i would like you know more shows like atlanta i don't i like i this is kind of the problem i have with like the representation wanting representation for its own sake because it always you know redounds uh to a type of representation that's white approved and would be uh, like mm-hmm will be approved of by by whites and people who want to move in white spaces like like Atlanta is not that type of show and th- that's why I like it so much because it's it's a just a black ass show like when I, I I was sitting there watching just this random ass conversation between you know these two this uh in the jail where they're talking to each other about 
some where he's explaining how he one of the guys is explaining how he got arrested. It's like, man, I saw this guy I hadn't seen him for thirteen years. Man, I should just go home. Man, I should just go home. But he had he's I ain't seen him for thirteen years, and he offered me a drink. Man, I was we were just sitting on the porch, and cops came up. Man, I should just go home. Should just come go home. And I'm like, I was just sitting there watching like this these conversations that I've heard and been a part of, and I just turned to my mm-hmm. wife and I said, I love black people, and like that's how this show makes me feel like to to see my people on represented on screen as they are and still being like it it doesn't all have to we don't have to go to a fucking fictional african country and speak with fake ass british accents to be respected (laughs) and loved Uh, i i hope not i hope we can appreciate and love black people as they truly truly exist in um the real world well, that's part of the problem with a lot of this uh, stuff. Why you said before about everything's supposed to be like fan fiction. Like a lot of these um, black nerds that kind of dominate the representation matters media treat even regular black shows that are not about superheroes or Star Wars. They even treat real life shows like fan fiction. Like they want it to be <laughs> them on the screen and not even them as they are because a lot of them are broke because... I live in Brooklyn where like a lot of uh, media and black writers and stuff live and, you know, they're broke. Like They're like, you know, five people in the apartment. Like, you know, you're not mm-hmm. even living. It's aspirational to you still. Like, you know, you right. may not be from the hood, but you're not uh, you're not uh, blackish either. You're not uh, you're not girlfriends. You're, you're not living that. Um, you're not living like Molly on Issa Rae or, you know, that character like like. You still, at the end of the day, have more in common with the uh, guy from the hood than you do from uh, these aspirational characters you want represented. Even though you might have the degree like the aspirational character, your actual reality is, um, you know, living hand to mouth. But you know, people don't really see it that way. They don't. They don't want to be associated with a certain type of uh, black person, and they don't want the white people that they have to work alongside or have to date or have to um you know interact with to even know that still exists because they're afraid it's going to reflect badly on them somehow yeah and it's so funny because that report came out like a a couple weeks ago that actually shows that all those you know aspirational um motherfuckers um that aspiration lasts doesn't even they can't pass that on to their kids like they they're like the children like the black male children of millionaires like end up doing like worse and in financial terms in life than like white children of middle class families and it's like so this shit ain't gonna save us sorry fam uh sorry to say like i i I, like if you like i'd much rather get some realness instead of you know a bunch of lies and uh empty promises and the obama horse shit um i want yeah yes yeah the actual quote unfortunately for some reason it's behind a firewall now i guess when you look at it more than once it goes behind a firewall the second time but it's on ad week and it says q a Issa ray on hbo the struggle to create awkward black girl in the current political climate and I can't see all the article, but she basically, they asked her about what do you think about the current political climate? And she says, you know, I'm not interested in that, you know, because it's a bad time. And she says, quote, this show lived because of the Obama administration. And, and then she was uh. just basically saying how she wants to keep it 
rooted in that um, era, but not even what the era really was, because black wealth actually went down yes. during that era. Like, you know, uh, right. she wants to keep rooted in the fantasy of what it was. So it's not even like she right. wants to live in the Obama era. She wants to live in the fan fiction Obama era. Like, it's a... Uh, also, how much of this stuff, like, you know, I, I think I saw you talking about this a little bit on, you know, on Twitter, T, uh, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, how much of these shows, you know, it's so much so much talk about represent. there's so much talk about representation, but how much of this is, like, representation, you know, to make white people feel more comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, how much of these shows are, like, representation the way that white people will feel that people are adequately represented. Do you know what I mean? Does that make yeah, sense? I, I think it's for both white people and it's also for the black people that have to be around a certain type of white person. And what I mean sure. by that is this shows are supposed to be, in my view, ambassadorship by proxy. Like huh. if if this show pre- presents you a certain type of character and I can convince you that I'm a real life version of that character you'll have to like and accept me as a black person mm. because you accept that character. It's kind of my theory about why so many of them got so pumped about um, Black Panther and Wakanda and were claiming Wakanda like was a real place and doing sure. Wakanda signs and doing all this stuff. And then yep. more people left the movie being interested in Killmonger and it made them <laughs> mad. And they started doing all these think pieces. They tried, attacking they tried to cancel like, Killmonger. Yeah, like he was like, like, like he was a real person to hate. Like like that's how involved in fantasy they are. So there's like about twenty articles that were saying like this is why you shouldn't like Killmonger. He's an Ashy Hotep. And they kept doing it up until like a month after the movie. And it's like when I was looking at it, I'm like, why do uh why did they um make all these articles so much? They're not even talking about the movie on its merits anymore. They're actually doing a smear campaign against a fictional character. And I realized it's, <laughs> it's because in their mind, the movie, they were supposed to be the living embodiment of Wakanda, respectability politics, um, good mm-hmm. pedigrees, um, work well with white people, um, ingratiating, you know, uh, that le- Obama legacy, that that blurred legacy, whatever. And then a lot of people left the movie like, wow, Wakanda's whack. I'd rather <laughs> fuck with I'd rather fuck with this. Hell and yes. They felt kind of let, let let down. They're raising so much money to send kids to see this just because they want this image out there so bad. And I that must know. have really pissed them off that they raised like about half a million, like literally, to send kids to see this movie. And, uh, and all those little kids want good. to be Killmonger. Hell yeah. yes, I love that. I love that shit. I like, hmm. I like. Maybe it's good. Like, actually, I, yeah. I, I've I've slowly come around to the idea that maybe this was like a crypto, you know, like violent <laughs> communist <laughs> film. Actually, a pro left film. I, I, I've slowly come around to the idea. Uh, idea because actually, what uh, it was said, you know, when the like who who said it, um. The main uh, Chadwick Boseman said, "Oh yeah, yeah, T'Challa's the villain in the film. He's privileged." (laughs) Yeah, that was. I was shocked by that. I like that actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and you know, I I, I like that he said in response to a Ta-Nehisi Coates question. There's something about it seems kind of. I I, I can't even. We we can't even get into (laughs) Ta-Nehisi. Okay. This dude. Yeah. Did you read that whole? We read that whole thing, right? The whole uh, uh, transcript from the the Atlantic or whatever. The transcript. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing. I printed it out, but yeah, I read uh, tell a me lot more of, about it. 
like oh, I read every word of it. And oh, please like, tell me more. He yeah. he's not as bad as Jeffrey Goldberg. I mean, that is for sure. I, I all I say is they are so lucky that Kevin Williamson is racist too, and not just sexist. Because if he was just sexist, they were people would be coming for their jobs as well. Like that that's the only thing that's like saving like Ta-Nehisi Coates for having such a massive blind spot for this guy is that he also overlooked Mm -hmm. the racism too as opposed to just look overlooking the sexism because because if it was just sexism people would probably notice that kind of he's a coach is part of the same fucking problem if he didn't notice that this piece of shit was um advocating to murder women like um yeah so kind of he's a coach you should thank kevin williamson for being racist too and you owe him a thank you <laughs> for this. <laughs> so moving back to Donald. So what everybody's talking about right now, this is America. That song, that video and that song have been stuck in my head for days. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. And you know what? I didn't even think the song was that good when I first watched it. But like watching it with the video and then watching it with the video and watch it with the video. Like I, it's kind of won me over. Like this video has made me like the song a lot more because I actually thought this. Do you like? Do you like Chicago Trap? No, not real. Like it's okay. Like like how do I say? How do I put this? Like I like it. Like when it's on the radio. If I'm at a club, I'm never gonna like actually sit down and listen to like a Chief Keith album, right? Like it, that's just not yeah. gonna happen. But like, so I actually felt like it was kind of a regression for him musically to go to like this, you know, which is a form of hip hop that takes no talent really to do. I mean, the beat certainly uh, producing it takes talent, but actually singing it like uh, actually doing the vocals, like a lot of these rappers cannot rap and it's still okay because it's more about you know delivery and energy and the and the beat and so i felt that was the song was kind of a a regression for him but it has won me over eventually and i actually really like the video too now i'm not gonna make a big think piece about all the symbolism in the video but i always find like i i, I did find it like it interesting the way it, you it you know just opposes this brutal violence against black people with like ch- black children dancing like i just i don't think you need to dig any deeper in that to realize that's an interesting right. thing yeah, I think the trap music was a deliberate choice to keep it in that vein because what I took from it, like, um, it's weird. I've lately started liking um, trap music. I don't know when the shift happened, but um, I heard some of those actually kind of conscious and took a little bit of talent to do. And then I started realizing, oh, there's actually a lot of good stuff. But a lot of the stuff that, like, there's this song called Dreezy by Spar. And it has Kodak Black and uh, this woman called Six Lack. I think I think Six Lack is the woman. I, I forget, but it's actually a pretty good song. It's actually oh, uh, Six Lack is. I think Six Lack is a dude. He's really uh, good though. If it, if it's a woman. Oh, so, uh, oh, so maybe Spar is the woman. This yeah yeah. Cause I know Kodak Black is, but there's two other people called Spar and Six Lack, and the uh, song's called Dreezy, and it's kind of like um, it's. It's a pretty good song, but they talk about like social issues, and it's actually like uh, pretty good. And I know in the New Yorker interview, Donald Glover was talking about how he was having an argument with some people in the New Yorker interview from his show. I think it was the guy that plays um, Paperboy and the girl that plays uh, Van, and he was trying to say like there's a lot of stuff beneath the surface in 
a lot of the simplistic um, trap rap, and he was talking about the people's real life stories behind the songs. And I was it was interesting uh, that he was talking about that. And then when I saw the video, I think what he was trying to do was deliberately make a statement by like using that uh, style because I think everything in it was like stereotypical distraction stuff. Like he he was doing a lot of those trendy dances like that. You see on on mm-hmm. YouTube, you know, like it's always like a new black dance, and I noticed he was doing a lot of those dances, and then he was using what's normally like uh, dismissed as like mumble rap or brainless rap, and all the atrocities were going on in the background. I think he was trying to say like they, they use entertainment, dancing, and simplistic rap to distract you from all the real stuff going on um, in your midst. Yeah, and and. Uh, yeah, and uh, not a, the super, not the most deep point, but a point, which is more you can say for uh, a lot of stuff. And I gotta give uh, Donald his props for that because he always puts a lot of thought into his uh, videos, and he's putting a lot more more thought I feel into his music. Even this song that I thought was like you know a regression, as you just explained, like there's a reason behind it. He's trying to illustrate that you know this. Uh, genre of music does have more depth than you may um uh originally notice and you can tell you know inter- make interesting commentary and tell interesting stories with it like uh, mm. did you know that there were a bunch of them in the background i didn't realize this till i rewatched it he has all the trap people in the background i didn't know like on, on the scaffolding oh. he, he, yeah he actually uh, puts them in in the video Oh wow! So it's like when Kanye brought all the um, grime artists on the stage for yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, Kanye, another uncontroversial rapper that everybody uh, <laughs> loves. So I, I was gonna say, you know, uh, uh, I I like the video and song a lot too. Uh, uh, although it was really hard, I had to steal myself for everyone being extremely annoying about it for a couple of days on Twitter. But <laughs> the song and video is good enough that I was able to get past yeah. that. Um, and it's funny that you bring up Kanye because that has been the most annoying take to me that I also think is like vaguely, if not outright racist, yes. is the people being uh, like, yeah. fi- like Donald Glover, like, you know, is doing what we all wish Kanye uh, was doing. I'm like, what, like, why, first of all, why, are, <laughs> why are they even, why is it that they're even like, Similar. I don't right, know. So I, I don't it's, know. It's, it strikes me as ugly. It's racist and ugly for a lot of reasons. One, Kanye has done this, exactly this. <laughs> Childish Gambino has praised Kanye for doing yes. exactly this. Yes. Like, like he, I, I don't know how, like, ignorant, is it, like, just pure ignorance? Do people only remember, like, the last five minutes of what happened? But, like, you know, black skinhead was a thing. Um, he talked about, you know, uh, private prisons in that song, his first single from his new album. Like, I don't know what, what like, that's political commentary, that's political content. Um, the videos and the visuals from that era, Kanye, from that album as well, similar similar theme similar content so it's not it's like like the idea is like there can only be like one good black person at a time and like now right. is donald glover uh but also the reason also the reason why they're saying he's bad now it's not like his music really changed it's just that his political his real life political stance changed it, and it's like but we have, we, i don't we, even we, think it has we, like i i i, I know we'll we'll have to get into that well well uh this will get 
garner us more controversy, but you, but we are Kanye fans on this yes, show. Yes, uh, we support okay. him and his heel turn because we we feel like there's nothing. <laughs> he has said nothing really political except that you know Obama was president for eight years and Chicago was still the same. So other th- like he says, oh yeah, I like this person, I like that, I like D- Donald Trump, I love everybody. Like yeah. there's nothing, there's no political content to saying that you. He had all those people come visit him, like you know, uh, uh, Candace, whatever. But they don't have any politics either. Like that's the thing. That's the. F- I'm telling you, by the way. I saw like when I worked at like any media company, you have people come fucking in all the time. Like all sorts of terrible people come in, like YouTubers that say racist shit. Like it's just like yeah, you meet I with do people think, all the time. I do think the TMZ stuff was a little bit. The, uh, the t- out there the tmc but, stuff was out yeah. there but then he got online and like walked a lot of it back and was more like uh there should have been more slavery's votes meaning and people tried to respond and say oh you're saying our ancestors were cowards they didn't fight back but no what he was saying was that we should fight back now let, let me be let me be frank here uh uh I, I I have a I have a blind spot and I'm I'm always going to defend Kanye no matter what. That's not that's a blind spot. That's just be. being right. <laughs> that's just being right. I, that, that's just how it's always going to be with me. I don't care if he ends up like becoming the vice president. I'm going to be like, <laughs> it's a troll. It's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. See, like I'm very different. Like I'm I like Kanye as he's like a good producer, a good rapper, but I've never really bought into the genius thing. So it's always been, but. I mean, my whole thing is just be consistent. If you didn't think he's a genius before, you don't think he's one now, fine. If you thought he was a genius before and you think he is now, like, fine. Like, you know, all this stuff is subjective. I'm more annoyed at the people who he says one or two things they don't like, and now he's, like, not a genius anymore. Or now he is a genius. Like, you, like yeah. those Republicans, those Republicans <laughs> That's so who funny. thought he was... That's tr- so good. I, that is the funniest. Y- yeah, yeah. Those, those Republicans who thought he was trash and now Ben Shapiro's like trying to kiss his ass. <laughs> then he says one nice thing about one of the Parkland teens and he's like, oh, listen, conservatives, you were really hopping on this guy, weren't you? <laughs> then, he goes back to, then he goes back to the slavery thing and then he's right back. Like, like nobody can see what he just tweeted yesterday. He's like, yeah, Kanye, how's it going? And he's adding, like Ben Shapiro adding Kanye is like so sad. It's, like this guy who, ha- I mean, who, who hates black people way, but trying to get his... In his, some his, ways, isn't yeah. Kanye facilitating the funniest thing that's ever happened? Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Isn't this one of the funniest he, things ever? He is our, I, I wouldn't, look, he is our Andy Kaufman. I think Chapo said it, uh, observed this first but he's like our new andy kaufman like he's doing a thing and one day we might see the we one like if if he's like truly andy kaufman he'll never actually reveal the bit and never actually break character and that'll be great and i'll be fine with it because it's hilarious it's entertaining the people who are the most mad about it the people who are the most drawn into it it's pro wrestling and it's good um and but they've been trying to cancel Kanye and now I guess we got to talk about the attempted cancellation number fifty seven yes. of Donald Glover and boy there is um nothing to it I'm sorry to say um there is a couple of posts where people take his song lyrics his hip hop lyrics and you know some of the misogyny and homophobia and ableism in them and that's yeah. certainly uh by the way the same people who like probably passed around that like terrible trump freestyle that eminem did yeah. oh god i was just gonna say that yeah, <laughs> yeah so like i don't uh, like, yep i don't want to be sorry yeah yeah but i like i don't want to be dismissive of those criticisms 
in the broad sense because those are criticisms worth talking about and taking seriously when talking about hip hop as a whole. Sure. To hold any particular artist to the, that standard when literally every hip hop artist has that on their track record from like 1988 to like 2017 like that's silly that is silly season shit like everybody has <laughs> every hip-hop artist has has misogynistic lyrics every like i i actually saw like one woman she was like oh like she said the thing everyone's saying is like donald glover hates black women and then i clicked on her page and like her profile her like banner pick is tupac i'm like <laughs> you, really do you, how much do you know about tupac and why he went to jail um <laughs> yeah i, I do want to point out there are there are some people who are like genuine and not completely hypocritical about this but i do think again like you have to take these things in context like he was a hip-hop artist in like 2011 he's gonna have some you know lyrics that aren't uh entirely woke that's just how it is you know yeah it, it, he honestly he, if you're if you're holding people accountable for hip-hop lyrics you would even have to go as far as like will smith like he used to swear in hip-hop you know what i mean like it's just a silly thing uh, uh, to hold Donald Glover specifically accountable for. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, I, I, I feel for these people who, like, are, I really feel for these people who, like, have to have, like, every artist that they support in any nominal way, like, not even just buying their music, but even, like, enjoying their TV show that they stream on Netflix or whatever, where they have to have, like, like perfect, like they have to be perfect people in real life. I'm like, who can you possibly like? Who can possibly pass the exactly standard of like dumb. I said something, some like some a sexist lyric in hip hop? Like once you get to that point, like I even had people, like people were even like talking about like characters he's played who were like sexist or uh, weren't sexist, but uh, who were did something else that wasn't like woke. I'm like, if you're actually judging like act for like the characters they play which someone tried to do with jdb actually was really funny but when you get to that point i'm like who what can you possibly like what can you possibly that's exactly what i want to know that's exactly what i want to know like give me your example of a rapper i could listen to i mean because i've seen like the podcast they tell me are supposedly past muster they're all horrible i i i tried two dope queens and it's like, okay, you know what? This thing did not break a single Tumblr rule, and it's the most boring thing. And what I want to know is, is there idea, and maybe you guys know more than uh, I do, so if you guys know the answer, tell me. Is there idea that, yes, you can be edgy, but there's only a, a certain right way to be edgy and certain right people that you can offend? Or is there idea that you should never even be edgy at all like from what i've i think the form <laughs> from what i've seen they always say oh you saying you can't tell jokes without being sexy you can't make hip-hop without being uh homophobic i'm like of course you can do all these things but you know 
when creating art, people make um, mistakes, sensibilities change, people grow and learn. Certainly Donald Glover is an example of an artist who's grown tremendously. Like, I don't think he's going to make a song that's like Freaks and Geeks again, where, uh, it, again, I just don't see that happening. And if he does, yeah. maybe yell at him about it, but then maybe you, it's okay if you still watch Atlanta. Like, it, it, like it's not going to be the end of the world. It's okay. So I feel like... I, when uh, when I try to figure out these people, it's like they can't possibly. It's like you know, ultra you know, religious people, right? Like they can be super ultra religious about other people and certain things and certain situations and follow all these certain rules, but then other things they let slide. Other people they let slide. So like, there's no way that you can sit and watch you know, enjoy movies, music, and TV shows in a patriarchal society, in a sexist society, in a racist society, in a homophobic society, in a transphobic society, and not have some of that content be all of those things. Like, it's just, it's right. it's not real. Like, that that's, yeah. that's just not a thing. Like, you're lying to yourself and everyone else if you're saying that. So, if you're if unless you're just a uh, someone who doesn't consume anything, you are consuming something that's problematic. And you know we can talk about it, we can address it. But if you're but that's different than saying, all right, we cannot, we have to cancel this person because of lyrics from seven years ago. We're gonna say that this person hates black women, even though he's never said anything like that. But because he's married to you know a white woman, and he says and he says that he likes you know asian girls and white women and black women in his lyrics from six years ago that this means yeah that's a funny thing he didn't say he didn't like black women he actually explicitly says that he does yeah as well i I, I guess i guess i should explain for our white listeners that there is this kind of weird gender inter-black gender war going on on twitter that's endless it's terrible it's fruitless it's pointless um it's ridiculous it's like and uh it's, it's really not worth talking about but it is very funny sometimes <laughs> and yeah. yeah and partisans in that war trying to cancel donald glover for supposedly hating black women but they never actually say why he does except for like an episode of atlanta where a black woman was angry and like, yeah, like they're they just show him plenty of like all the men in the show are pieces of shit. Like it's not yeah. like it's not like this is not an aspirational show. Like if you can say oh if you can only say like one episode where a woman is portrayed a black woman is portrayed in a neck of light, that's um that means he probably loves black women more than anything else because he portrays everybody shitty. Like, like the f- scene in the first show with the white guy, which I, I guess is a st- was a stand-in for Chevy Chase, and it's like, oh, this white guy that like so like supposedly is friends with um, uh, Donald's character, and he actually uses the N word around him because he's just so comfortable. And so Donald Glover brings him around like his hood ass friends and asks him to tell the same story again where he used the N word <laughs> just to like. Yeah. And he doesn't do it. And he's like, just to like kind of embarrass him and put him in his place. I bet he wanted to do that to Chevy Chase a few times. <laughs> All right. Well, we've we I think we've we've done it. We've uh, talked a lot about Donald Glover. We've covered his entire um, career. Um, I I believed like this. Go- it's gone for a while. He's probably been canceled and uncanceled once or twice during the uh, <laughs> show. So maybe it's maybe this will be safe to put out. 
You know what? Let's not even check. Let's just put it up and see what happens. I I want to say one more thing about that episode with the black woman. Uh, He didn't write that episode. That's another interesting thing. It wasn't written by him, you know, so which is another, it was one of his staff writers. Like, like I know he probably sees or signs off on every single episode, but even that didn't literally come from his mouth as far as we know. But to be clear, um, he was acting on the show. He was playing a character. That means he was responsible for everything that's in it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It wasn't his character saying it. He wasn't credited with writing it, but he was in the room. Yeah. So... He was yeah. there. He was there when it happened. Yeah, and so... Uh, and also, you know, we, we definitely can't, like, show types of people that, you know, that exist in the real world, but uh, uh, don't, we don't want to exist in the real world. Like, you, you, just, you just can't show yeah, that yeah. or whatever. You're, you so, don't want to uh, put that out into the universe that, you know, yeah. at any point in time, a black person may not behave <laughs> um, perfectly and be perfect and have tons of education. And That's how racism oh, is yes. caused, is by ever showing black people to be fallible. Also, if we didn't elevate people to such a godlike um, woke status, then we wouldn't have to cancel them either. There's no area in between yeah. like, to, to exist. True. So so I actually want to give a disclaimer now. We're not saying Donald Glover is the next coming of wokeness or his politics are perfect. He might say something I find fucked up, you know, tomorrow Yeah, that I think is really, you know, fucked up. But, you know, I'll give him the space to do that because I'm also not putting him in a place where he has to be perfect or the devil. You know what I mean? The Antichrist. It is yeah. A, mm-hmm. And I'll, I think if people I'll, didn't do that, yeah, it'd be a lot healthier relationship to pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. I'll even give... Maybe somewhere in between the devil, <laughs> between like, you know, an angel and the Antichrist is like yeah, a like actor musician. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I am, I'm, I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to give Donald Glover the space to like make music that I like, um, and then right. being movies that and TV I, shows that you uh, like, a TV a TV a TV show that I like. I don't know about the <laughs> <laughs> um, solos going. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm giving space to do yeah, TV shows and songs and I, you don't I like. Won't be nice yeah. About yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and I, I don't like solo. I don't like that he's going to be in solo. I will yeah, say that uh, uh, the solo Same movie here. looks like like shit. Oh, it's so funny that they're trying to save that movie by like promoting Donald Glover. Like, I wonder if the cancel if like Disney has this bots out there trying to uncancel Donald <laughs> because they put out that new poster and he's like bigger on it than Han Solo is. They're like, oh, see, black people, you want to see this is just like your Black Panther, right? Right. <laughs> so, and so that's so funny. You're right. I didn't even realize that. You're right. They are putting him all over the place. That is so funny. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll 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 see uh, what can what the rage of the internet mob or Disney when they're actually put uh, against one another. I, I do want to say I did watch a re, uh, the movie The Lazarus Effect, which bizarrely has Donald Glover as well as Olivia Wilde and um, Evan Peters, who's like the guy from. Um, American Horror Story that everybody loves. They're all in this really crappy Bloomhouse movie that I have no idea why, and it's dog shit. It's uh, terrible. It's on Netflix. 
Um, it's it's actually so funny because like Mark Duplass is the star of it, and like at a certain point, like he outacts Donald Glover, and I'm like, how did you let that happen, Donald? And like, and probably he probably <laughs> didn't give a shit. That's why he was probably high. yeah, he's probably phoning it in. Like whereas whereas yeah. Mark Duplass, he's really like you know, this is his thing. He gets to be a leading yeah. man. This is a big moment for yeah. him. This is a big moment. He could get a Blum out house out of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just one last thing I want to say is I feel the same way with Issa Rae. Like even though. I don't like what she said. I didn't want her canceled either. No. Like, I give sure. her the room to make her terrible aspirational respectability <laughs> stuff. Let's just be honest about what it is. Is what I'm saying. Like, you know, let's not lie about what it is and you know say whatever. But let her do it. I mean, don't don't cancel her. Just you know, this. I don't want her canceled. I just want to feel the freedom to honestly critique her. And yes, that's that. that but this can't. This cancel culture is so tiresome. It's so tiresome, right. especially for the people who don't get canceled, like I say, R. Kelly, um, who was who <laughs> yeah. survived so many cancellations. Uh, and people, mm, or, like, or, like Jack, or like Jackson, like Eminem, like like Eminem is somehow redeemable, but all these children right. of Eminem have gotten canceled. Like, I take Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator got banned from the UK you know for like all his misogynistic lyrics and Tyler the creator is always trying to be like you know post-racial I don't care whatever I'm a skate right. guy whatever even he had to say wait why am I banned and not um Eminem like who's rapped about killing his yeah. wife like three times who's had multiple rape lyrics who killed his mom and on on wax you know like like you said like, who doesn't get canceled is very interesting yeah it's very 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 interesting, very interesting. um but yeah Interesting as Donald Glover is. There's got to be a reason why Eminem doesn't get canceled. Uh, oh, can't think of uh, it. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for another episode. But yeah, um, Donald Glover, he's... I'm going to think on it. Yeah. Donald Glover, <laughs> Donald Glover, he's pretty... What's different about him than other rappers? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Donald Glover, I give him a 10 for music. Uh, uh, 6.5 for comedy. Maybe... Um, Five for acting, so you know, triple threat, triple threat, serious, serious, triple threat, triple threat. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, maybe, 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 maybe a six point five for acting too. You know, just to, just depending on if he's, you know, with that powerhouse yeah. Mark Duplass or not. <laughs> uh, I'll give it an eight or nine for music, uh, only because some of that early stuff was a little too reference heavy for my for my particular taste. Uh, <laughs> And then the acting, it's going to get pulled down to a five, unfortunately, just because of the solo yeah. movie. Um, and comedy, uh, well, as a UCB alumni, I have to give him a 10. Okay. T? Yeah, I'll, for the music, I will give him, um, from what I heard, probably eight or nine. Uh, I feel like 10 is like very rare. You can't just throw out 10s. Mm-hmm. Um I was grading on a I, cur- I was grading on a curb as like an actor who does music. So as far as like he's like one of those rare ones who's like his music is actually good. So I was giving him a little bit of a curb on on, on the ten. No, Leslie, you went on record and you <laughs> you, de- you gave it a ten, and so that's what your ten. That's the average. Yeah, that means 10. I endorse every lyric that he's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the acting, I haven't seen him play recently anybody that doesn't seem to be like half a degree removed from him so i'm not sure how to judge his acting i guess i'll give it like a six or a seven because even though he's just playing himself he's still not even super great at it like i haven't really seen him emote or cry or do really anything yet so i give him like a six or seven reservations like i'm really holding out my acting 
score from him based on solo because that's gonna be the first time i'm gonna see him try to play somebody that does not seem like him like like billy d williams is like the reigning king of smooth for like the 70s and the 80s by uh, far if he can remotely pull off and the trailers aren't showing any of his real actual acting as billy d williams i'm very uh, worried about I, I think the problem to you is that well, he well, did not act like Billy D. Williams. He was just Donald it, Glover. It, it, it definitely puts you in a good position as an actor to be working under directors who get fired and publicly shamed by the company uh, and then replaced by another director. Um, and, 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 he, and he might be helped. He might be helped by the fact that the guy that he's playing supporting to might be even worse at playing Harrison yeah. Ford than he is at. Uh, playing Billy D. Williams, so I think he might end up well, getting it, a couple points from that. They got two young guys to to play people that were basically the most iconic actors of their era. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> that guy's voice is so not Harrison Ford; like he just sounds really dweeby. Is not? I think they deepened his voice in the second trailer. And <laughs> the first, his voice sounds a little different from the first to second trailer. Oh, interesting! Um, interesting. That movie's gonna be a disaster, yeah. I think. Yeah, and for comedy, I'll give him like about um, a six or a seven. It's it's. It, I, I like his comedy. I like his comedy writing. If we put like his comedy writing for Atlanta, I'll push it up to like uh, an eight. But I'm throwing in his stand up, so his stand up drops it down to like about a six point five. He did write the best joke. The Kenneth jokes were the best jokes on Thirty Rock. So he do, he does uh, get does get deserve a little props for that comedy writing. Uh, once Solo flops, maybe he'll go back to that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Yes, I'm back with a whole new attitude. Flyer than a cardinal. Check my fucking latitude. Yes, I'm so sick, man. Somebody call a doctor. Girl, stay wet like I'm fucking with a lobster. I stopped talking. I'm tired of paying them lip service. Switched over them street niggas to hipsters. I am so different, Donald Glover, in this bitch. I don't need to use my rapper name. That's just childish. And they used to call me Oreo. Dunk me in that milk. Maybe then I will be white enough to hang out with them kids. They have to call you names when they don't know what you are. Now they know just what I are Baby girl, I am a star APC kicks, looking like a British boy More money means more problems I have been annoyed Dude mad about the girl that I came with I'm fly, she fly, you are just penguin I am just a rapper so I don't speak English I just go hard like the traffic light changes Sick boy, bitch, we the click like seatbelt Yes, I'm on fire, I don't have to ask how he felt When I was 14, man, nobody else was thinking this A nigga off the chain, man, I Abraham Lincoln this. I am just different. Motherfucker, I'm different. Yeah, I am just different. Yeah, I am just different. I am just different. Motherfucker, I'm different. Yeah, I am just different. Yeah, I am just different. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down 
five years strong.